Next on BYU Sports Station, BYU Hoops, days of future past. Looking back to get better moving forward, head coach Dave Rose opens up. BYU TV dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler on why BYU basketball will be better next year and his thoughts on the latest BYU National Championship. Plus, BYU track and field coach Ed Eyestone back in studio. Just how special is Shaq Walker on a track? Top five in the world? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Tuesday, April 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with the original voice of BYU lacrosse, Jerem Jordan. That's not true, but I did sideline some lacrosse games back in 07, 08, 09. The original sideline reporter of BYU lacrosse, yeah. Jerem Jordan. Yeah. I'd be a uh, short stick midi. That's what position I would play. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That's not a position. It's just midfielder because the one dude's the long pole. A short stick midi. Yeah. Long, the long stick midi. What position would you play in rugby? Uh, clearly winger, because those are the lightest, fleetest of foot. A winger? A feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I wouldn't be number two. That, would, that is the hooker. There is prop. There is all of those things. The fly half, scrum fly half. Fly half, scrum half. I love rugby, man. You're, that you opened up a can of words with me. I love rugby. It's a great sport. I really do. At BYU especially. I fell in love with it, because... I had to learn how to do it and was roommates with those guys. And they're playing in a semifinal this Saturday. I'm pumped for those guys. Big weekend ahead for BYU Athletics overall. An early rise and shout to Christian Stewart as well. Again? The legend of C. Stu grows. If you haven't heard, <laughs> add another chapter. The super senior quarterback cannot get away from football, no matter how hard he for, tries. For a guy that doesn't want to go pro, he's doing a lot of postseason things. Yeah, I, I talked to Christian last night, and uh, apparently he's now going to throw for Drez Anderson, an NFL wide receiver hopeful at the University of Utah at their pro day. That's my quarterback. Southern Utah and Weber State will be calling you shortly, Christian Stewart. <laughs> like, you're the guy. The rent-a-quarterback thing continues. It's hilarious. BYU, Utah, and Utah State don't do hardly anything together outside of playing games, but Christian Stewart is bridging the gap of friendship. Between Logan, Salt Lake, and Provo. He's Not really. Making, he's just throwing for certain. Yeah, dude. he's completing the circle. Unbelievable. I told him last night, dude, you need to run like a high school quarterback camp or something. He, he legitimately needs to do something with, with well, this. If he was staying in Utah Valley, he could probably take advantage of this with something like that. But he's moving to the Bay Area. Investment banking. To make a lot of money. To make bank. Exactly. Now, I had somebody ask last night on Twitter, if Christian... Wanted to go to the NFL. Could he be a second or third string quarterback on an NFL roster? Don't laugh. There's a shot. Don't laugh at that. Sure, there's a shot. Look at some of the backup quarterbacks, their college careers, where they came from, and now where they are on these rosters. There are some guys that are way off the radar, but if you're cerebral and have a good arm and are accurate, uh, check, check, check for Christian, you can help an NFL team. He's BYU's Johnny Utah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Anyway, just some food for thought. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, new or old, always welcome. What are you looking forward to the most about the next BYU basketball season? We'll break down uh, some news and notes yesterday from uh, Dave Rose that came out. Uh, use the hashtag BYUSN at LaserSheep. Big things. Big guys, rather. Nate Austin, hopefully. Kyle Davis, Jamal Ates. More points in the paint. Hashtag Keeney Youngstar. It would be nice to get back to that. I'm looking forward to that, too. At Kyle and Laura W8, mega screens and blue seats. They're going to start on that in the next couple weeks in the Marriott Center. I can't wait wait to see that. Is that is that Wait? Is your last name Wait, Kyle and Laura with a W8? Wait. Wait. That's well played on Twitter okay. to save some characters, if you know what I'm talking about. That's, an impo- that's a real problem. <laughs> and when you type out and it ends on zero, that is one of the most satisfying feelings ever. The perfect, the perfect tweet. tweet. That's what we call I just had the perfect tweet. Yeah, that's fantastic. What are you looking forward to most, Jerem? I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. I'm looking forward to the Nate Austin. That means Austin, I don't know yet. The Nate Austin t-shirt that is produced by Christian Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Nielsen, uh, the other roommate, he says he wants royalties for every time the t-shirt comes up. And I said, I'll see you in court. His royalties are his name being mentioned on the airwaves of BYU Sports He said he hadn't caught the show very much, and then he tuned in on the Saturday General Conference pregame show, and then all of a sudden he heard his name like five seconds later. (laughs) Like, hey, that's funny. (laughs) Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? Baseball, after a big series win at LMU, they lost an out-of-conference game at Cal State Northridge 10-8. They were up 8-2 in that game and lost. That's That's been the case in three or four games this season. How about softball, Jerem? Playing Weber State tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Check it out. That's why Spencer's dressed up. Wait, he always looks good. Women's golf. Alexandra White named the West Coast Conference Golfer of the Month. And Tyler Haas, congratulations. Engaged to Summer Raymond, his girlfriend, for the past uh, close to a year, I believe. Uh, She was a BYU gymnast. Her career is now over uh, due to injury. But congrats. We bugged him last year. We bugged him a lot. Give him a hard time about, about not this. having a girlfriend, and then <laughs> he gets a girlfriend, and boom, Jimmer's record goes down. Now he's engaged. She said yes. Sorry, TJ, you're going to miss the wedding. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 20 questions, more or less, for BYU basketball. Five on the shot clock. The drive. Collinsworth, the miss, but he gets his own rebound and puts it up and in. Play by Cal Collinsworth. KC at Big Russia Five because that's his name on Twitter. Just one of the many hot topics as we hit the BYU basketball off season. Head coach Dave Rose began his annual end of the season rounds with the media yesterday. He spoke it's a tradition with a unlike any of, other. Yeah, he spoke with a couple of local media members yesterday, including Greg Rebell, Jay Drew, which revealed the following headlines about BYU hoops, starting with number one. The current coaching situation. If you are not familiar with what's happening, BYU has two open spots after the departure of Mark Pope to take over the head coaching position at Utah Valley. And he took... I'd like to take my name out of the running for those, by the way. Yeah. I would like to take it out. He took the director of basketball operations with him, news that Jerem Jordan initially reported a couple of weeks ago. And by the way, Dave Rose will join us Thursday so we can expand on some of these topics and follow up. Uh, but that, that's an important thing for BYU right now. Who is the Mark Pope replacement? And who is the director of basketball operations, or Dobo as I call it? And who replaces Cody Feger? Cody Feger. Those are two important things. Uh, there was a coaching convention down at the Final Four. It's a big deal. BYU set up a little differently. There's an actual opening. They have to go through the process of opening, closing that, doing interviews and whatnot. So Dave Rose couldn't go down there like some coaches and just hire a guy. Be like, 
oh, okay, you're good. You want to come here? There's a process. And so he said he hopes by the end of the month, or as I call it, by Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, that those positions are hired. Or Mark Let's Pope put a is. real life gauge on this yes. thing. By Avengers, hopefully Mark Pope is replaced. So chance they will be filled by the end of this month or by Avengers. Number two, available scholarships. Mm. BYU oh. is allowed 13. Right now, we think there are 14 scholarship players. Depends. Is Jake Toulson on scholarship or not? That's, that's We're a trying question to that, figure that there's out. There's a question that needs to be answered. Um, if BYU is 14... 14 th- was floated out yesterday. Because Corbin Kafusi is going to be on scholarship this fall. He was a walk-on. Uh, Nate Austin is not going to be on scholarship. Revealed yesterday. Uh, they're hoping for a medical redshirt in the next couple weeks uh, with him, back and hip issues. Uh, He's going to get it. Yeah, you, you'd think that he'd get it. They they pulled the plug on him because I think they thought he would get it if they pulled the plug. How on about him. that, Nate Austin coming back for a senior season, not on scholarship? I mean, he. Am I surprised at all that Nate would do that? No, I think he loves the team and wants to keep playing. He loves BYU. He's a huge fan of BYU, and he, yeah, why not keep playing? If, I think a lot of people, if you said, "Okay, listen, it's going to cost you like five or ten thousand bucks, but you get to play on the BYU basketball team," sign <laughs> I me think up. People, I think people would do it. <laughs> Number three, the return of Kyle Collinsworth, or we hope. This from He's Dave coming Rose. back. All of Dave's conversations, according to Coach Rose, with Kyle have been about returning to BYU. Now, keep in mind, the deadline is April 26th. At 11.59 Eastern. He's coming back. Come on. Kyle gave us little reason to think he's leaning toward entering the NBA draft earlier when we talked to him on this show a few weeks ago. Now, this was his response to when we asked him if he was indeed leaving early for the draft. But right now I'm just relaxing, trying to get better. I'm in the weight room a lot, trying to get stronger. So not really thinking about that, but, you know, getting feedback and we'll see. I'd be shocked if he declared for the NBA draft. Yeah, he's not going. I, I don't think he's going to go. He, his stock is not high enough to where why – would, why would you go if you're not even being discussed in the second round very much? His, his stock is not high enough. He can do something for himself to get drafted next season. Develop yeah. a jumper a little bit. He told us he wants to be a little quicker. Then I think he gets drafted in the second round next year. Kyle and Tyler are in the same circles right now, floating in, on some draft boards at the Kyle, end of the second round. Kyle's higher than Tyler. He is. That's, that's just what the perception is right now among, among scouts and prospects out there. Hopefully Tyler, hopefully Tyler gets drafted, but if not, and I gave him a 27% chance the other day of getting drafted, uh, he's, he has looks in Europe. That was revealed yesterday. Dave Rose said that there are many teams in Europe that want to sign Tyler, but he's waiting to see if he gets Why drafted. Why would you not want Tyler Haas in Europe? I mean, and the thing is, European basketball is no slouch basketball. It has improved drastically in the past couple of decades, but Tyler has an NBA dream. And I'm not going to put it past him because you see what he has, he's got this crazy work ethic. So, like, why not? Why not prove the doubters wrong? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. The doubters have to draft you or sign All you in I the NBA. All I know is that Tyler will have He'll play a basketball career professionally somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's, there is going to be success somewhere. Getting married late July, by the yeah, way. Yeah, wherever he goes, he's not going alone. As You're we announce, engaged alone. to Summer Raymond. Say it one more time. That's the, I sung that for my acapella choir tryout my junior, sophomore year of high school. In falsetto? In falsetto? Yes. In falsetto. Did you make it? 
Heck yeah, I made it, dude. If you can't make your acapella <laughs> choir, come on, dude. I didn't make the JV basketball team, but I made uh, JV, the uh, essentially JV acapella. I made varsity acapella. Jeremy Jordan has a future <laughs> pro career in acapella. Nope. Number five, nope. the injury update. Hey, some serious concern right here, especially for Jamal Eights, who, I mean, he's just had terrible luck since he came to BYU. An ankle injury. And he came from Vegas. Yeah, he came luck. from UNLV. Okay. So right he's, now we he's find had out a there's, there's been another setback. With his ankle. Uh, so non-weight-bearing situation again, like we found out uh, late October. So who knows when he's going to be back. We don't have a timeline on this, but BYU was hoping he'd be healthy at this point, could train, get up to speed, six months from now in October, ready to rock. I, I'm legitimately concerned about the long-term uh, health of Jamal Eight. Here's what's tough about this. BYU's had a couple of good basketball players in the past that have had their careers cut short by injuries. And it really hurt those seasons when BYU— Steven Rogers. And Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth those yeah. were, those, Chris Collinsworth averaged six—had Chris Collinsworth been a regular starter, he would have averaged— led the, the Mountain West in boards per game. Steven Rogers was a good shooter. That, there was one year where BYU had 10 scholarship players playing a lot. And then you had last year where they had 48 guys, it felt like, on the bench at times. But they had injuries, and it was nice that they had that uh, depth in terms of just quantity to play. Okay, now here's the good news about coming back from injuries or surgeries, if you're Nick Emery, is that he is progressing nicely, according to the coaches. He's looking really sharp the shooting form is coming back. And so if you're not familiar with what he had, he had some circulation problems in, uh, in, his, in his arm and has had successful surgeries back from a mission now. And all signs point to Nick Emery really having a big role in this upcoming season. When you, when you think about the answer to this question, who takes Tyler Haas shots or how are those distributed? Nick I've, wants them. Many of those shots are going to go to Kyle Davis and Nick Emery. And Nick will gladly take those. He is a confident Step on your throat if needs be kind of player, defensive guy. I'm very excited about Nick Emery. Last thing is scheduling. BYU going to Spain on their international trip this year. You can do that once every four years. Spain's not a bad Would place Would they bring to go. us a bull back yeah. before women's well, basketball they, does? Will they get us a bull before Jeff Judkins gets his glued and, and brought in Studio I was B. just remembering this. Tim Lacombe said that he'd give us uh, some of those black shirts from Maui. Remember they played the Maui Invitational? He said he'd give us some shirts. The coach's yeah, shirts. We, what's we never Ma- got what's those. Mark Pope doing with his? <laughs> what's Mark Pope doing with all his BYU swag? Does he, does he get rid of it? Does he garden in it? Yeah. Speaking of Mark does Pope. Does he use Dave, it to change the oil? Dave said he wouldn't be opposed to a Utah Valley series. I want it. Let's play it. Yeah. It'd Why be not? fun. What are you looking forward to most about the next BYU basketball season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Toshalin19, post-production from Austin, Eights, we hope, and Kyle Davis. It will be nice not to be so reliant on the guards and three-point shooting. The dynamic of this team, on paper, looks like it changes entirely. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's going to be more post-driven. And guess what? No matter what, it's going to be more post-driven. BYU didn't run through the post at all. To me, the answer to this question is better defense. That's the missing link with BYU basketball. Better defense. With post players, you think that automatically it would get better. At BD Hine, winning conference, regular season, and tourney. Wow! I really like the makeup of the roster with skill and the post shooters and KC do it all. Oh, I see it now. 
Up next, a man of many talents, including the BYU TV dance list. Blaine Fowler <laughs> joins us on BYU Sports Nation. Championship! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Do it! Softball against Weber State tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. Coming up, we'll talk to Lacey Hofstad, who won the Y Award for Play of the Year in In the Park Grand Slam against Oregon. Over Taysom Hill's Leap of Faith. Among others. Yeah, well, how about that? What are you looking forward to most about the next BYU basketball season? That is our Twitter question today. At Jacob Rexley says Chase Fisher getting his high school swag back and scoring 40 in a game, plus Corbin Kafusi starting to look like Rudy Gobert. Of the Utah Jazz, who had a fantastic season, or has, I guess there's one game left. Rudy Gobert has made me excited to watch the Utah Jazz play basketball at the professional level. It's been a while. Corbin Kafusi, if he's healthy, is going to be a beast. In fact, Dave Rose, some of the comments that came out yesterday to Gregor Bell said, hey, he could, he, we hope he could be an all-league guy. That's pretty good. That's from your head coach. That's pretty good, man. At Speedy Sunshine, in response to the Twitter question, the thing I'm looking forward to most is dot, 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 dot. Football! <laughs> Read the hashtag. Uh, hashtag nothing else matters. And there, nothing else matters. There are other things that matter. Yeah, there are things that matter. It all matters. It all matters. There may or may not have been somebody in our production meeting this morning that said, you know what I'm looking forward to most about basketball season? That means football season will be going. <laughs> You're not alone. I want it all, man. Uh, yeah, I want rugby. I want Cougarettes to win the national championship. I want all of that. And speaking of the Cougarettes and winning another national championship. Ho-hum. BYU TV dual threat <laughs> analyst and newly anointed dance Blaine Fowler joining us after a trip Uncle to B. Florida. Blaine, welcome back to the show, man. How was Florida? Oh, man, it was fun. It was really fun. So, if you guys, you guys, we need to go cover this next year. Like, like we go down and do a remote like we do when we're, you know, if we're going to the Michigan or the Nebraska game for football, we need to go have a studio down there and cover it. It's like intense. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I won't say no to Florida in April. In, in, the, in the hip-hop finals, I sat next to Tom Homo, and him and I just kept, it, the two of us just kept looking at each other like, this is intense, dude. It, it took us back to our playing days. It's just, we were more nervous watching them than we were when we were playing. Wow. So, yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I, there weren't a lot of athletic directors there supporting their collegiate dance teams, but Tom Homo, unbelievable that he, he had been basically gone for a month with his responsibilities on the NCAA selection committee and at the Final Four. He came straight down to Daytona to support what is his most dominant program um, and was there for the Cougarettes the whole time that they were there supporting him. Okay. And, he, and Jack could just go watch him perform. Like, he went to all of their three-hour practices when they're cleaning things up. He was... He was with him the whole time supporting him there. That's an amazing thing for an AD. I saw Tom Homo climb a fence in Houston, Texas, outside of NRG Stadium uh, with the Cougarettes watching, and they were cheering him on. Now I understand the <laughs> dynamic of that relationship. Oh, they, they love him. He's been so supportive of them. And, and, and I'll tell you what, his, his um, excitement about them and his trust in them, they went down and they won two more national championships this year. Because they compete in two different categories. They compete in open dance, which is it's like jazz, very flowing, very artistic, very you know, something you might see at Odyssey Dance Company or, or, or something like that. 
And then they turn around and win that. Then the next day are preliminaries for hip-hop. So then they just completely change face and become this hard-hitting, like, inner-city dance crew. Wait, wait, this is BYU. This is BYU. And and that's what people don't they, – they don't get it. To be able to win both of those categories is is very rare. So to win a dual national championship in a single year and to be able to transform from this beautiful, artistic, you know, dance company – then turn into a hip-hop company the next day and dominate in that, it's just unheard of. And everybody just watches it and goes, how do those girls from Utah, those little Mormon girls from Utah, transform themselves and become this hard-hitting hip-hop crew the next day and dominate in that category, too? So they won both categories this year, and now they're bringing back, uh, they brought back yesterday two gigantic national championship trophies uh, to put in the trophy case. We need to get one of those in Studio B, man. Yeah, oh, yes, that would be fun. They have plenty they, to go around. Oh, yeah. That's their, that's their 14th and 15th national championships. And you know what's funny? I told you guys this last week, but now it's even more evident as I was down there another year with them. But the other dance teams, I was downstairs in the hotel I was in, walking down the hall, and Iowa State's team was in the computer room in our hotel. And the captain of Iowa State stuck her head out and said, hey, come in here, we're going to watch BYU. And I thought they were talking to me. I'm going, what? But they were talking to two of their teammates behind me. And I said, hey, wait a minute. What? Are you watching all the teams? They go, no, we just watch BYU. We're just watching their two routines. It's ridiculous. And they said, that's, I mean, that's what we aspire to be. We want to be as good as BYU someday, but I don't know if we can ever get there. And they were sitting down as a team to watch BYU's two routines to look at them. And I said, hey, well, I want, I want to watch with you guys. So I went in and watched. And then afterwards they said, are all of the girls on BYU's team Mormon? And I said, I think most of them are. I don't know for sure, but I think they are. And, and they go, is everybody at BYU Mormon? And I said, oh, high percentage, but there's a lot of you know students that are not that just have good values that go to BYU. And they go, well, that explains it then. BYU just gets all the good Mormon answers. I bet Notre Dame doesn't get all the good Catholic answers. No wonder they dominate. Because there's so and, many of us. Yeah. So it, it, it's really fun to be down there because all of the other teams look up to them. And their big rival in this is Louisville. So mm. Louisville has an outstanding program. Um, and they Take that, Patino. And, yeah, Patino, he loves you. Know, well, take that women's knock. basketball team after that. <laughs> I know. Knock. Cheap shot but, on McKenzie. <laughs> but that's their biggest competition. But in, the, in their category, uh, in both categories, Missouri, Texas, Texas Tech, um, Iowa State, Duke, North Carolina, Florida State, Tennessee, I mean, you name it, it's like the who's who of college football that competes in this thing. So we're talking about universities with big budgets, with a lot of resources that uh, – that BYU just dominates. And when I was sitting there with Tom, I thought, man, wouldn't that be nice if we could be in this position as a university in football or basketball? Oh, man. We, were, we were the dominant program because really BYU is the dominant program in collegiate dance, and they just prove it year after year. So it was fun. <laughs> I, I enjoyed my stint as a dancelist. I really enjoyed it. Clearly you excel at that <laughs> position. And no one breaks down the Cougarettes like BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk hoops a little bit. Uh, Dave Rose met with local media members yesterday. Some news and notes came out. Why do you feel BYU will be better next year, Blaine? Or do you? I actually do think they'll be better. And we, we talked about this uh, at the end of the season. I said this is the worst they're going to be up front. I think people, some you know, some people said, "Oh, wait a minute, are you telling me with Kyle Collinsworth and and uh, um, with Tyler Hawes on the same team that we're going to be better next year?" And I actually believe we'll be so much more balanced. Remember, Kyle is back, and he's going to be a year better and a year stronger. Ridiculous athlete out on that guard line. Um, Chase Fisher is back. I think he's going to be better and more consistent. 
But what gets me really excited is the guys we're going to plug in to that front line. I'm, and I'm talking about guys like Kyle Davis. And uh, Now, you guys have to tell me every time. Is it eights or eights? Eights. Eights. Okay, i got to remember that. Eight, the letter so, eight. Or the letter eight. The number when eight. We, when we <laughs> saw him early before his injury, um, he's, a, he's a post presence that can score down there. He can face up. He's got quickness. He's explosive. Kyle Davis is a rebounding machine that's very skilled inside. And you guys were already talking about this before I came on. But Corbin Kafusi is now going to be a, another year removed from not playing basketball for three years. And I would expect him to be an elite player in the league. So, you know, add to that guys that have experience. Did you just say the word elite? Yes. He'll be one of the okay, elite players in the league. I love it. I love it, Blaine. Just checking. And so, so you, you add the, the, those two. You add Davis and Eights to the mix up there. You add the experience that, that we got with the other big guys. That, there's a lot of young big guys. That Nate Austin coming back who knows how to defend. All of a sudden, BYU becomes a team that can throw multiple bodies at you on the front line, that has some fouls to give, that has a scoring presence inside, has a point guard that can break any defense down, and a shooter on the perimeter that can knock down shots. Oh, and let's add a couple of return missionaries to that in, in uh, Emory that can shoot lights out on the outside. And, and I'm going, is BYU going to be better? I absolutely believe they're going to be better. Okay, how about this, Blaine? If Karnowski and Wilcher go early to the NBA draft, will BYU win the West Coast Conference? With, if, that, if Wilcher and Karnowski go, then absolutely I think BYU wins it. Because then they, they replace back, their whole starting five. Yeah, if they come back, that's still a pretty dominating inside presence. Yeah. We've heard that Sabonis has made the decision that he's coming back. That's a, is he a great-looking 18-year-old or what? Man, he's a beast. Kid? He's a beast. My, have, he just turned 18 just, just a few months ago. Like, that's... He should go he's on a mission. NBA, he's got an NBA <laughs> Just get body out of here for right two now. years. So, but if they if they have Sabonis and they also get see, see Drake Guinness is coming back this year, so he's a good guy that's come off the bench and played. And they also get back, um, you know, Wilcher, who's a phenomenal player, big Maybe. time NBA guy, and Karnowski. If they get all those guys back, now it's a battle. But I do think that BYU's better equipped with the size inside to compete with that now next year. And it will be a battle. And I don't rule out that BYU wins that, the conference title next year anyhow. But if those guys go, then I think BYU becomes the favorite for the conference next year. Blaine Fowler, BYU TV dual threat analyst, basketball, football. I should, I should just call him a tri-threat analyst now. Because I'm a dance analyst yeah, also. Absolutely. Yeah. Joining us on BYU Sports Nation, Tyler Haas, the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history, now getting ready for what he hopes will be a shot in the NBA. Several teams apparently are reaching out to him from Europe, and you know that's no surprise. He's a pure scorer. He, the dude can play. His work ethic is unbelievable. But, Blaine, what do you think of Tyler's chances to find a spot on an NBA roster? Well, here, here's what NBA teams will love about Tyler. Unbelievable work ethic. I mean, that's been established throughout his career and in a very coachable mentality. So, so if they come to him and say, hey, listen, we want to see your ball handling skills. We want you to be a better ball handler than you've had to be. You run off a lot of screens, you know, you've done, but we want to see be able to take people off the dribble. He's the kind of guy that, okay, whatever you want, I will do, and I will get better in that area. You know, everybody from last year to this year said, but well, we'd really like to see his range increase because if he's going to play in the NBA, we'd like to see that range out to three a little more comfortably. And I think he answered those questions in a big way. His three-point shooting was outstanding this year. And so – I think we'll see him to continue to get better. And I think NBA teams want to see his ability to handle the basketball, to take people off the dribble and create his own shot that way. Um, so so do I think do I think he's a no-miss guy in the NBA? 
well, nobody's a no miss guy in the NBA. Well, there's a handful of guys, two or three guys a year that are no miss guys. Do I think he has the ability to make it? I think based on his work ethic and coachability alone, you know what? Teams need a good guy on their team, too, that they don't have to worry about. I, I think he has a shot. Certainly in Europe, he can be a star. Can he make it in the NBA? I don't know. That's just such a hard thing. I mean, Jimmer's having a struggle to make it, but, but I think that, that uh, Tyler has a great shot because of the things we just talked about. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we'll end with this, Blaine. We spoke with new director of player personnel and on-campus recruiting coordinator Justin Anderson of BYU Football yesterday. He talked about the number one priority in his job right now being to win the state of Utah in recruiting. And with BYU's national appeal and how they've branched out recently in recruiting, where do you rank in-state recruiting? I think, I think you have to dominate that. I think it should be number one. And then, yeah, they do recruit nationally, but now the national programs are coming into Utah and taking kids away. And we're talking about USC. We're talking about Oregon. We're talking about Oregon State, Stanford. You know, the difference between being a top 35 team and being a top 15 team is, is really only four or five players. So if, if BYU can get a corner on the market on some of those kids that are deciding they got to go play at Oregon to have the – 37 different uniform combinations or whatever it is, or they got to go down to USC because of its history, they've got to be able to convince those kids that if you come here, BYU can become competitive with USC and Oregon. They can play in New Year's Six Bowl games, and your opportunity to go to the NFL is just as high here, if not better than it is there. That's the message that has to get out, because if they get those four or five kids that they're losing, now BYU is competing to be in a New Year's Six. So I think it's the number one priority, absolutely the number one priority. And the talent in the state of Utah is so much better than it ever has been in football. So they've got to tap into that. They can't afford to lose people going out. Blaine, great stuff. Great to talk to you. Uh, congratulations to uh, your daughter on another national championship with the Cougarettes and for all the Cougarettes, uh, for that matter. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. All right, guys. Thanks. Which would be harder for BYU track coach Ed Eyestone to accomplish, Jerem? Get Shaquille Walker into the Olympics? Or help me reach my goal of a four nine forty. Ah, that one's that one's easy. Who's writing this stuff? By the way, Blaine mentioned elite, and he only had two beeps. I thought that was pretty good. Was that an elite phone call performance? In no, terms of beeps? zero beeps would be elite. All right. We're talking to Ed next. Still answer those very difficult questions. Beep. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast whenever you feel like it on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Listen up, peeps. You can get your BYU Sports Nation swag at TheBYUStore.com. I'll repeat that, TheBYUStore.com. Blue goggles, T-shirts available. Check it out on thebyustore.com. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Baseball loses 10-8 at Cal State Northridge after winning a big series in conference over LMU. Softball back home today. Against Weber State, 8 Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV with Spencer Linton. Alexandra White named the West Coast Conference Golfer of the Month. Represent BYU Golf. And Tyler Haas got engaged last night to Summer Raymond, a former BYU gymnast. Congratulations to them. She actually said yes. Yeah, it, it looked... Well planned. It was well cogitated yeah, we need, and we probably an elite out. proposal. Were you, were you guys there? 
It oh, sounds, it sounds, it sounds as if you were there. Ed well, Eyestone in the studio with us in Studio B now, the track and field coach, and Inst- chiming in on Tyler Hawes. Via Instagram and Twitter, it's like you're there, right? Oh, okay. They Fantastic. did not meerkat or, uh, meerkat or periscope it, however. I was a little disappointed. Okay, I have no idea what that means. Yeah, but Don't uh, worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you need to be our insider in this, our BYU TMZ insider, to find out more about the, uh, the engagement. Uh, hey, well, I, I know one of my 800-meter runners is uh, – is engaged currently to a to a, a famed basketball player did here you, at BYU. So did you go to the Y Awards? I uh, was there. Yes, you bet. And, I, and you guys, you guys couple. did a fine job, Thank by the you. way. That was very good stuff. Who's your writer, by the way? Spencer and Jerem. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. own material. Yeah, very um, nice. I, I did crack a joke about you know dating. Like we don't have time to list all the track right. people. Well, Is that and, well received. Well, uh, yeah, we, we got to chuckle out of that because. And I Stone, former Olympian, joining us on BYU Sports Nation, the track and field head coach at BYU. Shaq Walker just ran the fifth fastest time in the world this year in the 800 meters. He broke a 35-year-old school record, which you just revealed to us during the break. What's the ceiling for Shaq? Well, uh, the fun thing about Shaquille is he's got that top-end leg speed that you're looking for in an 800-meter runner. He's not an 8-1500 runner. He's a 4-8 guy, and he's he's run splits of about 45-2 for uh, the 400 meters. So a lot of times you'll say, well, take their 400 meter and then uh, add a minute to that. But I think we can go a little bit uh, down from there even. So, you know, I think eventually, yeah, the 144 territory uh, would be would be nice. And, and who knows, below that, I, I think, as well. Could he make the Olympics? Oh, almost definitely. I mean, he's, he's hit the Olympic standard now, the, the A standard or the, the standard that you have to hit for a country to send three athletes. So that's the, your first big job, and that was uh, 146 flat, I believe. So he's under wow. that now, uh, and I would expect him to get better and better as the, as the years go by. How many future Olympians, if you had to guess, are on your current roster right now? Well, um, I'll say, you know, 10. But uh, (laughs) realistically, uh, currently, if if we're counting Jared Ward, who recent graduate, who's... Totally applicable. Yep, who who is actually uh, walking, getting his master's degree uh, coming up this next week. He won the U.S. uh, Marathon Championships in Los Angeles just a couple weeks ago. Shaquille Walker, certainly, and I think we've got some other people. Shea Martinez certainly uh, could make an argument for that in a couple of years. It's amazing what Jared Ward did, because I asked him at the Y Awards, I said, how many marathons had you run? He said, that was my third. Right. You, you, you ran marathons. And you, right. How, well, how do you just run a th- like third time third and you win it? No, I, 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 I think that's really good, because I think normally it's, it takes you four or five before you really hit your rhythm, and, uh, so to speak, and you're, uh, get, get your best one in, which makes me believe he's yet to run faster. Yeah. Uh, he ran that uh, 212 on a very warm day, uh, I, I think on a, on a faster course. On uh, more ideal conditions, uh, that effort was probably worth 210. Uh, and any time you're in the 210 range, then you're in the discussion about making the U.S. Olympic team. Wow. Unbelievable stuff. By the way, are you the inspiration behind his mustache? <laughs> no, I can't take all the credit. He just looks, he just looks <laughs> good himself. That's his own natural swag that he can bring to the mustache. Not everyone can wear a mustache. Uh, in fact, I think I, oh, I, I, I no longer uh, qualify for being able to wear a, a mustache, really? according, a, according to my daughters, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> you out of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty much out of the game in terms of that. But, but there was a time there in the uh, late 70s, early 80s oh, yeah. that I, I could pull that off. 84 was a great year. The uh, Triple Crown winner right here uh, at when you look at the next two weeks, uh, some really big meets. Uh, tell us about the importance of the Mount Sac relays this week, and then 
your Robison Invitational. Yeah, we'll be ma- next yeah Mount Sac is huge for our distance runners, and also our pole vaulters will be traveling down there with us. And we looked uh, at Mount Sac to get a lot of those uh, regional qualifying marks in or to improve on regional qualifying marks and get kind of national standard competitive times in. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, Shaq had his, uh, had his big meet last week. He's going to take this weekend off, but I'm taking my, some of my middle distance and longer distance runners down there. Uh, Jason Witt is who I'm really expecting big things from. Uh, he's running so well right now. He's going to open up this. He's opening up his outdoor season because he ran indoors, was an All-American fourth in indoor nationals. And so we've kind of got him on a later kind of schedule. So he'll open up late and take it all the way through the national meet. And I, I expect him to run in the 1330s. He very well could take down the uh, BYU school record in 5,000 meters this weekend, uh, wow. you know, if he were to run 13, uh, 1325 or so. There are some fans that uh, have been tweeting at me. How do we get involved? How can we see Shaquille Walker and Shea Martinez and these athletes run? How do fans get involved in the, in the Robinson Invitational? Where do they need to be? When do they need to be there? Yeah, the good news about that, Saturday, a week from this coming Saturday, from 1 to 4.30 is when most of our running events and most of the field events will be taking place. So there's a kind of a three-hour window from 1 to 4.30, a week from Saturday. We're going to have uh, Shaquille there. He may be dropping down and running an open 400 just to see if, okay. if how fast we can get him at that. He'll certainly also be running the four by 400 uh, meter relay, probably the anchor leg in that. If you need a track official, I'm your, I'm your guy, by the way. Sha- Shaq brought this in, and I, uh, I governed, and I wear it up like this. You know, you I know, governed the 40. I thought I did a pretty good job. I don't know. You know, we, we were guarding that hat and waiting for a special opportunity to present it. <laughs> and given the, fa- given the fact that you're wearing a matching shirt today, uh, uh, you know, it, you couldn't have picked a I'm better ready, day I'm ready to, to, go, to, man. To, to rock the official hat. I'm going to wear this to Hogel Zoo in Salt Lake. How old is that? hat coach yeah where did this come from What's uh, the that would that? be that's the flaming why so i would say that was probably the the early 80s yeah those words have never been spoken <laughs> on this set it's, i love the hat we appreciate the hat hey another fun opportunity uh, for you guys to get some some hands-on or eyes-on track byu track and field is our uh BYU vaulters have, are setting up the uh, pole vault pit and runway right next to the Swicket, the, the, the Spencer W. Kimball Tower, today. today. Right? I heard. And they're going to be doing some just exhibition vaulting there, although the wind is coming up, so it could be uh, very <laughs> entertaining. Uh, hopefully they'll work a tailwind into that, but I think from about 1 to 2 or 3 o'clock this afternoon would be a great opportunity for people mm, to see okay. that. Now, speaking of tailwinds okay. and the proper surroundings and whatnot. And you're 5'3"? I just ran a 5'3", <laughs> 540, okay? It was into a headwind because uh, the camera angles needed to be subbed. Right, 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 okay? right, right. I had basketball shorts on, football cleats, and, was and it I, was, up, I was running on aerated grass. Okay, coach. was it uphill as well? It was uphill, uphill in the snow. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, five in three. The snow. Five three. You know that is not that bad. I did. I crunched some numbers on that uh, just to kind of figure things out. And and Shaquille Walker's school record recently uh, equates to twenty two. 2240s run at 4.8 okay that's 22 <laughs> he of them is in a row elite. okay and but but i, I wanted to, to somehow figure out something good to say about that 53 that you ran and i figured that that 53 times 44 so if you were running a full mile distance okay full mile that's 44 40s uh you would have almost 
beating Miles Batty when he set the collegiate indoor record. So 144th of uh, Miles Batty record run. You could hang with him. Thank you, Ed Eistone. <laughs> that is quite the hypothetical. <laughs> hey, listen, we're doing it again. It's going to be on the turf with the right cleats and the right gear. And I want you to be there wearing this hat. Coach. Okay. Do you get a running start? I don't get a running start. I got to come out of the blocks. I, I, I can't I, allow that. If you will let me know, I'll be there with my stopwatch. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. Coach, uh, congratulations on all the success this season. We look forward to uh, what happens at the Mount Sac Relays and the Robinson Invitational. Thank you very much. I yeah. tip my hat to you. Appreciate Thanks. it. We'll see you at Robbie. He's also a fashion consultant for Jerem Gordon. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, It's yellow day, man. <laughs> What are you looking forward to most about the next BYU basketball season? Send in your tweets. BYU softball on a roll. How about seven straight conference championships? We'll talk to one of them next. Flaming wide. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B. Tonight on BYU TV, you need to be at Gail Miller Field. On TV or in Field. 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 No. Phil Steele. Feel still. Just read still. the promo, Jerem. Need to read it. 8 Eastern time, BYU TV. BYU and Weber State. Softball. Check it out tonight. Yeesh. Lacey Hofstead guarantees a home run tonight. It's going to be <laughs> Wow. Hey, what are you looking forward to most about the next BYU basketball season? At Cougar underscore Nate says, one more triple-double for Kyle Collinsworth so he can break the career record and advance in the NCAA tournament. I'd both rather of have those, the latter. Both of those, are the, are those not realistic goals? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Joining us now in Studio B, Lacey Hofstedt, or better known as the Y Award Play of the Year winner yeah. for an inside-the-park Grand Slam Ooh. against the top 10 team in the University of Oregon last year. Lacey, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so when you win that award, are you like talking trash to Taysom Hill? Like, hey, remember how I beat your leap of faith, Hurdle, Taysom? nice try. <laughs> No, definitely not. <laughs> All of those athletes are incredible, and I was just happy to be up there with them. So. Were you shocked to win it? I was, actually. I was very shocked. Softball players usually don't win words like that. <laughs> so It's all about the football football team. So <laughs> Take us through that play in Inside the Park Grand Slam against Oregon, no less. Who was, were they ranked second at the time? Yeah. So, uh... Uh, bases loaded, and I can't remember how many outs, but enough for me to try and hit it hard. And um, I pretty much just whacked it. And <laughs> uh, the infielder or the right fielder ran in a little bit instead of running backwards. First mistake. And you would um, know because you play that position. I know you always run back. Um, and I my best time is from home to home. I don't really use it that often, but it's when I'm fast and. Um, I was rounding second, picking up coach, and he was sending the girl in front of me, which I thought was me, but he he hadn't even looked at me yet. Wait, he was holding so, you? Yeah, so he held me up, <laughs> and I ran straight through him, and um, and then I dove into the catcher, and she didn't even play the ball. She was so worried about me, and so so she she blocked me, but she didn't catch the ball. So then I went back to the base, and she tried to block me again without the ball. So it was kind of funny. And then, I don't know, that was it. I was super hyped. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you ignored Gordon Eakin's third base coaching before? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I try and be good about it, but um, a lot of the game is instinct. And so, yes, unfortunately. You're the fastest player on the team, so that has to be hard to, like, be like, no, coach, I, I think I'm faster than you're giving me credit. Yeah. For. Is it a suggestion? 
Uh, usually no, but <laughs> but it's one of those things where if you're safe, then you know he can't get too mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, you lead the team in stolen bases, and we've already established that you're the fastest player on the team. How fast can you run the 40-yard dash in? We just finished with the NFL Combine and all that stuff. How, have you ever run like a 40-yard dash from the blocks? Uh, no. Well, yes, actually I did. And uh, it was in a BYU track meet or whatever. The, my trainer asked me to run it, and I was dead last out of everybody. <laughs> I don't remember what time I got, but I was, I was the last one out See, of See, speed them, so. is not all about the 40 people. I heard yours is good, right? 5.35. I call I – call, Conspiracy on that, by the way. Anyway, wait. So were you give you, me hope, Lacey. Were you in the meet representing BYU? It was a time trial, yeah. Okay. And it was the first time I'd ever used spikes or blocks or anything. Totally they different. Just wanted to see how fast. Yeah, you were? they're like, okay, go ahead. I didn't even know where I was supposed to stop, but <laughs> <laughs> the gun went off, and I just saw everybody's butts in front of me, and I was like, I'm last. <laughs> Dang like, it. Just give me a bat. <laughs> yeah. Lacey Hofstad, senior softball outfielder with us on BYU Sports Station against Weber State tonight. Uh, the weather looks questionable, to say the least. So if it's raining, what's the best and worst part about playing in the rain? Oh, uh, the best part is that it's raining. I don't know. Is there it's a best part? Really, There's you no slide, best part. You slide really far in the grass. And, okay. and when you dive, you don't just stick and your legs don't go over your head. Okay. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, the worst thing is you have no control over the ball, especially in the outfield. You get a grounder and everybody expects a perfect throw, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> pray this goes where I want it to. <laughs> so, But it sounds like yeah. things have gone really well this year, which brings us to the stat of the day. Yes. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 454, that's Lacey Hofstede's batting average, which is actually second on the team, amazingly. Yeah, and Gordy Bravo's 459. You're 454 and you're second on the team. Second best. How have uh, things gone so well for you this season? Really well. Um, it's It's been awesome having uh, a really strong lineup. Even players that haven't had really high batting averages have done really big things in games. And um, that's the, really the strength of our team right now is everybody's pulling the same way and doing big things in, in times when we need it. I'd imagine when you bat four fifty four that you expect to get a base hit every single time. Is that the case? You go up to the yes. plate, I'm getting a hit? Yes. Well, here's I don't thing. expect to get walks, that's for sure. Here's the <laughs> thing about Lacey. If, if you're not familiar with softball, and you should all watch tonight against Weber State, uh, you have, you're a slap hitter, and you utilize your speed. So like, even if, <clears throat> if you hit it in the infield, you're expecting to just beat the throw to first. Yeah. <laughs> and it works out a lot of the time. Like I can see teams like when you come up to the bat, up to the plate, they kind of start to fidget a little bit because they're really worried about getting you out there aware of your speed. Yeah, and even if I don't maybe hit the best um, hit the best spot, because if I pull the if I pull the shortstop over into the five six hole, then I'm on base, even if they field it perfectly. So I'm just trying to place the ball, and um, and and if they're if they're nervous, then even if they do field it and it's and I'm going to be out, then they can make an error, which is my job. So <laughs> we made a mistake last time. We had Sydney Broderick in studio. We did not verbalize the BYU Sports Nation karma to her. So we are going to officially give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Okay. If you're not aware of it. Go ask Sydney. Go ask your coach. They'll they will update you on what this means for you. Okay. Okay. You're already batting 454, so I think things are going to go well. <laughs> yeah. 
You're going to pass Gordy Bravo <laughs> okay. in, in batting average. We'd also like you to sign our uh, Rise Up flag behind you uh, during the break, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Lacey, thanks, to have, uh, thanks for, for coming, coming in. in. Great to have you. Yeah, thank you. BYU-Weber State tonight with the generous support of the Cougar Club. BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com, and welcome to the club. BYU sweeps the West Coast Conference Awards again. Yep, in softball. We'll tell you who and which sport. Well, I already told you which sport. (laughs) (laughs) Up next in the whip. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. After getting an 8-2 lead over Northridge, the Cougars fell 10-8, unfortunately. BYU has a break until they take on Utah next Tuesday in Provo. Softball. McKenna Bull and Ashley Thompson sweep the West Coast Conference Awards this week as BYU softball prepares to play Weber State tonight. BYU TV, 8 Eastern time. McKenna Bull earned her 25th win of the season last week against Pacific. She's on pace to set the individual season record for wins. Thompson, 5 for 5 with 6 runs batted in in Friday night's game. Golf. Alexander White's the WCC Player of the Month for March, but the both the women's and men's teams continue play today in the West Coast Conference Championship. The men's team starts at third in third, and the women are in fourth on the leaderboard. Men's volleyball. The men's volleyball team remains number six in the latest AVCA poll. They host number one ranked Hawaii this weekend. Jerem Jordan on the call for both of those games Friday, Saturday on BYU television. Lacrosse. Cougars dropped to fifth in the MCLA coaches poll this week after being second. Lost a pair of games to Colorado and Colorado State. BYU's 11-3 on the season. All three games they've lost by one point. Football. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. Bam. 144. One day closer. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Alexandra White, West Coast Conference golfer of the not week, but the month. Of the month. It's April 14th. Why was this not named like two weeks ago? It's the middle of April. Oh, no. Hey, thanks to Blaine Fowler, Lacey Hofstead, Ed Eyestone, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Watch out, Nebraska. BYU football coming for you in 144 days. That's right. Thanks to Blaine Fowler for bringing in as our new dancelist. <laughs> dancelist. <laughs> Show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Bob Quinney. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Yeah.